do your values truly underpin what you're trying to achieve? Commando mindset. So I've Googled the definition of value and it says principles or standards of behavior, one's judgment of what is important in life. Why are values important? Oh gosh, you guys just looked at each other. Well, yeah, no. By the way, we're recording a podcast. You ready? (laughs) Anyone ready? (laughs) Well, we took a bit of a tactical pause there. Um, Why are they important? Well, they're ultimately... I was just thinking of the value of your question. Mm. Mm. It's valuable. Go. Values, uh, in effect, you know, they're your moral compass. They're Mm. the things that set you on the path of, not righteousness, but set you from what's right, what's wrong keep you on that trajectory um, or or in some cases change your trajectory if you need to and that's really important but understanding your values is the is probably the most important thing or indeed obviously what we're going to do here is define what value actually is so our first podcast we talked about um the commander mindset what that means and inspirations and you've chosen values second why is that what comes next i think it's it sits as the bridge between what inspires you and then actually setting a set of goals to go and achieve mm-hmm. um, within there. Uh, Underpins, really. I think Dave the Mouse is back. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Can you hear Dave the Mouse? Dave the Mouse. Can you go stamp him away? We have a lovely barn in the middle of nowhere called the Duck House, and we thought it was silent and beautiful, and it kind of is, but there is a mouse. Yeah. Can we just include him in the podcast and not make a big yeah. deal of it? So Dave the Mouse is now going to be the fourth member. He doesn't say much, but you might hear him sort of scuttling and tapping away in the background. Yeah. We've also had a dog enter out the blue. Um, so we've kind of sort of rented a place <laughs> out, which is more like Noah's Ark. Yeah. It is. It yeah. is like yeah. Noah's Ark. Just one by one, they wander in. <laughs> we know, we're pet friendly. Literally. I suppose. It's just... Yeah. Can I... You can actually hear him on the microphone. Dave is here. I hope they hear it. Otherwise, we go on about this mouse that no one else can hear and we could have just got on with the podcast. Dave has a set of values. Anyway, let's, we, we digress. The reason why we're doing values as a second podcast, you were talking about it bridging the gap between um, inspiration and goals. It, it guides your behavior. Like, like it says in definition on Google, it, it, having a set of, it's not having a set of words and that's it. But your values provide you with almost like a, an integrity mm. to making decisions. Um, integrity itself is deemed as a value. Honesty is deemed as a value. But integrity, it, it brings your decision making far more into the, the conscious way of thinking. I think we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it as we go on. Excuse me. <clears throat> ben, you still here? Yeah. Okay. Conscious just, way of thinking. Yeah, just, well, I stopped thinking then. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, values brings this conscious way of thinking that we can try and not detach ourselves from irrational responses and irrational thinking and feelings, but it helps re- redirect some of the decisions we make. Um, you know, take for instance, it, you begin January on a health kick. I want to get to the end of January and do dry January. I want to lose weight, I go to gym, health, fitness, diet, all this type of stuff. You're a week in. We all know a weekend's easy to get to, but by the week, as soon as you get to that sort of end of the week, you kind of go, oh, I crave a drink. Mm. Uh, I fancy a burger. You're walking down the high street and you've got Burger King on the left. 
Mm. And you can smell it. You know, the undisciplined, let's be blunt about it, yeah. who don't listen to their values will be those ones wandering, following that gut feeling of going, oh, I could murder a burger and go into McDonald's, go into Burger King and have that burger. Those which walk down the high street and go, oh, I could murder the burger. But I value the health kick. I value, you know, mm. I have integrity to myself. Like I value that I've set myself a goal this month to not eat shit or drink or anything like that. I'm going to keep walking. And then you go. And it's just simple ways of talking to ourselves in our head and going, I shouldn't be doing this. I value this. Yeah. Right. And it takes you off a direction. It's kind of it's kind of like um, imagine a balloon. Your, your, goal, your goals are the balloons, right? And the value is your tether rope. It keeps you pinned to the ground. Okay. You, you see, so it's like uh, pause, check, I'm attached to the ground. I'm going to continue on this goal because I'm not. And, it's, and the moment you, you disregard your values, you cut, the, cut that rope and you just your goal just floats off and you probably never achieve it. Where do people get their values from? Yeah, That's a good question, isn't it? it is so we work with a lot of businesses now where um, you go in and you can see their values printed on the wall. Mm -hmm. And and you go to the businesses which are really excelling. Um, and, and I don't mean just excelling in revenue and they're driving the Typical profit. business sense. Yeah. yeah, not that. It's the excelling, I believe, to look like the people are happy to be there. The people feel part of the company. The people are doing this. People, 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 people. Because values aren't a business thing. They're a human thing. So when you go to a business and you see such words as like courage, integrity, you know, I'm using our ones, but honesty, adventure, all these type of things that, you know, let's be honest, are quite a millennial way of thinking as well. Yeah. Millennial words. It, the people buy into them because they're very human words. I enjoy coming to work because we have adventure and you can expand on the word adventure and within the business adventure could mean, you know, innovation within adventure, the word it's so expansive. When you go to businesses and you see commerciality, um, profitability, communication, this and that written on the wall, how can you expect your people to really sort of buy into that? People don't come to work. The way I try and sell it to people and what we do with our work is, when you're talking about values and where do they come from, et cetera, let's, let's go to what values mean to people. So when I go home, I don't think, hmm, commerciality with my children. No, I, I come home and talk, think about courage and determination, values that I found within the Royal Marines and which are human values, which I'm not, they're military, they, they were embedded in us from day one of training, but now I use them within my life. Did you have... I'm like, this is a weird question. I'm saying like, did you have values before the comp before the military? But what I mean is like, did, were you aware of those no. values? Uh, so before the, before the Marines, I, I was working as a doorman. And so on reflection, I think, yeah, I must have valued courage in mm. some way there. I thought of courage, but I never thought of the word. Mm. I just thought, you know, going there a couple of nights a week to just get in a scrap, I suppose, if that's the way we're going to refer to it. But it takes courage to do that type of job. And, uh, you know, I, I don't look fondly on that past experience, but having done the military career and now what we do in business, I look and think, well, clearly courage is one of my values. It doesn't mean I live up to it every day, but it, it is something that drives me maybe to make a decision when I don't want to make a decision or to have the moral courage to tell Tomo to shut up, you know. Um, it, it's Poor there. Tomo's belly spoken today. Yeah. He's not even, and he's already talking about telling you to shut up. 
It's all good. Well, it's because you, what you said about my hairline on the last episode. Yes. Oh my god, you hold a grudge. I do, uh, mega especially grudge. when it comes mega. to my hairlines. What yeah. I have to work with later. So what I'm, I think they what used I'm to call me egghead. Do you know what that hurts? <laughs> and at school they used to call me tater, <laughs> short for potato. So oh, when you mention it now, mm-hmm. it hurts. It brings which back. clearly you don't value me. No. no. Does it bring back? Bad, For those of you things. listening, thinking you're listening into a bullying session, he is smiling right now and grinning. Yeah, Tom is smiling across. at me. <laughs> Tom is smiling at my pain. He's an egghead. Brilliant. So you had values before, obviously, but you were not conscious or aware of them. Mm. So essentially, it was the Royal Marines that gave you a it, pre-written I, they set of values. They brought them out. I, I think when you when you talk about the, the courage element, yes, you had the value of courage. Um as you know as well, I don't know if you know Layla as well. I used to work on the doors as well. You had cal- you had courage. Yeah, well, yeah. We'll show the video later. Um, but I don't know if you you then lived by courage mm. because you didn't have the awareness of it. Mm. Um, for me, the reason I wanted to go on the doors is because I felt I had to prove something to someone. But it took courage to do it, right? Right. Because not everyone did it. I was doing it maybe for the wrong reasons, but I still had the value of that. So I wouldn't necessarily say at that point I had that value of courage, not like when I went in the Marines. What's, the, what's, what's wrong with not having them or not have, being aware of them? Like, I, I think there's a lot of people listening who have, like, haven't got a written yeah, down we, set of we, values. We've worked with so many people now where, where you, you, we speak to groups, we do one-on-one client coaching, we work with large organizations, do talks. And there's so many people which know what they value, but they really struggle to pin it, mm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So you can go... I mean, that would be me. Yeah, like, oh, well, I value my children. But like, actually, there's more attached to that than just, I value my children. Yeah. It's families of value. Mm. You know, compassion's a value. Love is a value. You know, there's all these types of things. Those three alone fit within parenting or within your children. And so actually, I think a lot of us know what, our values are but i think when asked with the direct question of what are your values that's when people go mm. and you and hear the same ones integrity honesty oh. and it's you... important to pin them down it's important to yeah. know them and it's have our some belief sort of to clarity pin them down. yeah i don't know if this analogy is going to work but i'm hoping it's going to work in analogy me too of... yeah <laughs> we're <Yeah>. all hoping <laughs> yeah me three and dave said he also uh, wishes it worked. i'm under pressure now mm-hmm. so values is kind of like um a book you know values is like the chapters of the book Whereas the paragraphs are like the principles within it. And then the words that are spoken are kind of like the actions and the goals throughout whatever it is that you're doing. Mm. So the, it's 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 failure to recognize that your values are the things that underpin what you're going to do. Bro, did you just come up with that analogy? On the mo- it on actually the worked. In the moment. Oh, don't roll your eyes. It worked. He's really struggled to tell you when you've done right. <laughs> no. Doesn't he? Sorry, he just Layla. never no. wants you to win. No, <laughs> I'm going to correct you there. I have to spend hours with him in the car listening Coming to up these, with these again analogies. and again and again. And then he'll say to you, where's your integrity in that? <laughs> <laughs> you, you said that before. <laughs> uh, I love no, it. No, but it's so, it is, it is so true what you're saying. And I, the Royal Marines has its own set of values. That's exactly what I was going to ask you next. What are they? Excellence, integrity, self-discipline, humility, courage, determination, unselfishness, cheerfulness, and evasive adversity. Whoa, that's a lot. Boom, boom. But they're split into two. Okay. One well, set of values and one set of spirit. So, okay, so one set's values and one set's spirit. Why are they split up? Because if you think about it in terms of like an organizational structure, your organizational values are 
excellence, integrity, self-discipline, humility, whereas your courage, discipline, unselfishness and cheerfulness in the face of adversity are kind of your personal values. They're something so ah. relatable to you, which support the overarching the over values, right? So hit me again with the overarching values, the four main values. The four main values, excellence, uh -huh. integrity, self-discipline, and humility. And when do you learn that in the Royal Marines? Like straight away, first uh, day? Like I mean, I don't know about you, but I was kind of issued those day one, day week one. one. Yeah. Yeah. They're on... And how they're important... Everywhere. How they're everywhere. Like they're everywhere. Human beings are visual animals. Drilled into you. So it's, it's there when you arrive at the front gate. It's literally behind the front gate, those four words. Oh, in fact, all eight words are there. Uh, they're, they're above every rhino on the back of every door, every bedroom. They're there. Mm -hmm. And so it's sort of always enforced, but not enforced as in you will learn this. It's enforced in, as in this is what is expected. Everywhere you turn your head, the values and the standards are looking back at you. And it reminds you again and again and again and again why I should be making decisions aligned to these eight words. And it forces you to rethink. Like, I guess every time you have a decision to make, you think, does it fit within those values? Does my decision, is that, is that right? Yeah, does it's, it work? It's, your it's your grounding. It's like, you know, what we described earlier is the, is the tether, mm -hmm. like which you stake in the ground. It's like, am I doing this with excellence? Am I doing this with integrity? Am I conducting myself with self-discipline? And... Am I conducting myself with or am I conducting myself with humility? And did it makes you have to question it's kind of that pause moment. Right. But if you've got if you if you having a pause moment is brilliant, but you need a pause moment to reflect upon something. I think what I'm asking is like we hear a lot about these sort of values and have values and um I can understand the concept of it, but does it in a real life situation, do you actually stop and think about those values? Well it goes about what you're saying about this you don't act on a on a, an emotional level emotions are fantastic we need emotions that's what makes makes us human right yeah but if we operate only in an emotional way then we react irrationally it's kind of like an instantaneous reaction so has it has it helped you when you were definitely because it's that it's it's having that that's one part of it values is is really important it's that it's what happens after the pause i go back and i look at what i'm doing but you have to have that pause moment you need to go do you remember a specific moment, a time when it helped? Yeah, massively. Um, it was on my second tour. Uh, before you say that, I yeah. think every moment that you in the, from our own careers and even outside, you could pin straight oh, away definitely. daily yeah, actions which are Yeah, like it's just immediately gone. Yes, on yeah. my second tour. Like, like tell tell that story you're gonna you're gonna say. Yeah, but I think you are right. There's the, it, you conduct yourself with it the whole time. Yeah. And you remind um, yourself of it constantly. Yeah, but there's certain standout scenarios, standout um, uh, events that happen during your career, during your life. But certainly for me, when I, I was in the Marines, it was on my second tour, and we were probably about halfway through the tour. Where were um, you? In, in Afghanistan. Um, and then we were just uh, below an area called the Upper Koresh Valley, which is known for really being a hot spot of activity. Um, and another battle group had basically conducted an act an activity, an action, as known as um, helicopter, um, helicopter attack force, half basically, mm -hmm. in an area taking a load of um, Taliban or suspected Taliban, um, and taking them back to camp. The reason that reason that was told, reason that was uh, conducted that that action is because about two weeks prior to that, they'd come up with a new IED or improvised explosive device, which was in effect a a device that laid across the entire of the road 
um, but they painted it black and it was just full of explosives. And about two weeks prior to that, um, one of the most heavily armed vehicles that was in Afghanistan at the time, it was called the Mastiff, uh, was completely blown in half in like six KIAs, killed in action. Um, Anyway, they conducted this raid onto an area uh, which they thought they were making these 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 bombs in a bomb facility. Yeah. Took these guys back, got them in the helicopter, and it was my job because I'd done the tactical questioning course um, prior to actually joining them, uh, prior to actually going on tour this time, which meant I was able to tactically question people of suspicion. Is that is that a polite way of saying interrogation? No, it's, there is a difference. There is a difference. There's tactical oh. questions like the, um, the triage nurse at hospital. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's probably like, you know, just so everyone can understand what I'm talking about. Like, okay. We're not the doctors. We're not the interrogators. The interrogators are the doctors. But we're the triage tactical questions to understand, like, are these people of value sending them back to wherever it was we were sending them back to? Or are they just farmers that have got caught up in the wrong place? Okay. So, we, so they bring these nine guys back. They're all bound under obviously Geneva Convention, hands in front, blindfolds on, in this room, they're all sat down in this. It wasn't, a, it was a well-lit tent, big, big tent, big well-lit tent. And, um, you know, no one was talking. It was really bizarre. There was a lot of people in there, but no one was talking. Mm. They were all sat down, cross-legged, heads down. Because these guys are scared. They've just They've just been captured by effectively us, which to them is the enemy. Uh, they don't know what's going to happen to them. They don't know that they're going to be safe. We know they're going to be safe because ultimately we conduct ourselves with, you know, funny old thing, these values. Right. Uh, we then took them forward. Um, and, this, and the setup is, is, is uh, you're in a room, you're sat opposite the suspected Taliban. But to your right-hand side, you've got the, um, help me out here, translator. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Um, and then there's an then there's an armed guard uh, at the back. And you're in a real position of power at this point, right? With a super vulnerable person in front of you. Yeah, massively. And you feel that. Yeah, and that's that's where you've got to conduct yourself with humility in, 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 in a big, big way. Because, yes, you, do, you are that person of power, but ultimately you need to get information out of that person. So you mm. don't want them to be scared of you. Power yet they've got control. Exactly, mm. exactly. Or they might not know anything. Mm. So you can't automatically assume. And that's why you have to conduct yourself with integrity as well. So, and values is like massively important in that, in that moment because ultimately if you don't conduct yourself with excellence, you, if you, you have to be the professional in that room. You have to master the room. You have to do it with humility, not assuming that they are or are not somebody because ultimately they're the ones that you need to get the information from. So I spoke earlier about that pause moment. Mm. There's got to be a lot of pauses when you're interrogating someone because you might get somewhere and you, because it's been translated, like there's a delay and there's a natural delay anyway. That's a benefit then. It's, it is a benefit. And you, through that excellence, you need to kind of try and identify, is that person lying to you in the moment or are they telling you the truth? You know, they'll show you, for me, like there was a lot of the guys, they'll say, no, I'm just a farmer. Look at my hands, look at the calluses. And there's a part of you where you just want to go, bullshit, mm. I've got calluses just because I go down to the gym. You might farm in the day, but chances are you're actually facilitating 
the bombs. How did, how did that go down? You have to check yourself massively. Yeah. You have to check who you are. And it goes back to this this idea of what we spoke in the last podcast as well about checking your flashes. You're going, I am the professional So your flashes sword. are on your shoulder. like you're Right, exactly. And what does it say? Does it say your values there? Or does well, it, it says just... Royal Marines Commando. But mm. that Royal Marines Commando flash epitomizes all of these, what these values are. Dude, that's big. And that actually takes me on to something because that is you reminding yourself of who you are, right? Exactly. And I notice you both, and a lot of people in military I've seen have tattoos of the Royal Commander. Like you have, what is this? The sword and the word commando on your the dagger. right, yeah. the dagger on your right shoulder. You have... The cat badge. Exactly. Um, why do you have those tattoos? It's an identity. It's, it's a it's value. Because it's it's a... they look really cool and make me look Yeah, really yeah, you look damaging. like a badass. <laughs> and it's what you... Phrase there, it's an identity, isn't it? Mm. It's it's to show I belong to something, mm. but that proof of I belong to this means more. Um, I remember a good friend of mine, so that's called the Globe and Laurel. That that cat badge is called the Globe and Laurel. Um, we've got a beret here in front of us, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, it's a nice so th- this is called the Globe and Laurel. You know, it sits on the green beret, a, a beret which is very well respected across the world in the military. And a friend of mine once said um, something he heard from someone else, but he he coined it and said it to me. He said, we, we wear our laurels. We don't sit, rest on them. Ooh. Yeah. So that has per- that, that phrase in itself is the only thing you need during a moment where you lack clarity or irrational behavior sets in. And I'm, I'm coming away from combat now, from sort of Tommy's story and talking about people who are listening to this, which are on a health kick or are trying to give something up. Um, you know, both Tomo and I have come from addictions as well, which actually, now you look at it, you find a way to fight away from that. You ditch that addiction. Something inside is saying, get rid of this fucking addiction because it's fucking your life up. At the moment, I don't think we knew what was going to help us out of that. But, you know, clearly on reflection, we valued something. We valued something. The Marines, uh, proudly my military career came after my addiction so i could reflect on it heavily and go whoa i think that was you know these words i'm learning here this this belonging you know this ethos of who we are um i think i had before but this has just brought more of it out of me and it's actually given me some words to pin to it now but that whole we wear our laurels we never rest on them still sticks now you know so as civilians wearing the tattoo writing a book another 25 press-ups isn't it Oh, you just mentioned mm-hmm. the book. We made a deal in podcast number one that every time he mentions his book, <laughs> Commando Mindset by Ben Williams, he has to do 25 press-ups. Okay. We can mention it as much as we want, can't we? Yeah, we just, yeah. he's kind. Well, there we go. There's 25 more coming at the end. But this is something I can remind myself, and I know I, Tom does it as well, that we can remind ourselves of this every day. You know, when we're, when we're thinking, oh, I can't be asked," or this, or I'm procrastinating or something, it only takes a look at the dagger you wear or the, the, the cat badge. I hope you're going to get to that point. And it reminds it's a, who you. Am I? Yeah. It's a physical reminder because you can't wear, you know, we can't wear flashes anymore on our shoulders, on our clothes. Like that, getting the stamp is just sometimes you look at that and you go, and you go, I once was that. I still am are. still that. Yeah. I've taken away, I've taken the values, I've taken away everything and so I still we, conduct myself with those. So your values form an important part, an integral part of your identity and one is almost yeah it is your identity so really important is what we're telling our listeners to find your values 
and find your identity, make it clear um, and have it written down, tattooed on, drawn up. And I think identity is, it, it is identify as well. If you've not identified, identify. And for us, they are our words, but you look at like, look at the gay community, for example, the utter bottle it takes to come out Mm. to anyone within your family friends takes immense integrity Mm -hmm. and courage yeah you know two two words that if i said it in the marines it's deemed as well we use them in battle we tell the truth we have the courage to go through the door this and that you know they're the same words yet in a completely different life yes they have profound meaning and help people find their feet in life and so it's not just attaching it to health and fitness, et cetera, and, and business and what organizations value. It's, it's people in these groups. What do they value? And, and to be those people which do that really reflects an incredible. So someone who comes out, while we're on the topic, someone who comes out gay, let's say, they might not even reflect on that themselves to go, God, I've had immense integrity and courage to say that. Mm-hmm. But yet well, now we, got- we think about it, they might go, in the, yeah. in the moment, and this is the thing, that the feeling is relief. That's the feeling, whereas mm. the values are integrity, courage, courage yeah. right? So you guys were given values when you left the military. Tomo, did you, did you keep them, only use them? Did you make new ones for yourself? Did you sit down and think about it? To be honest with you, um, it was only a couple of years after I left the military did I sort of reflect upon it and go, those are actually the values I'm happy to conduct my life with when we started the business together oh yeah we were spent ages because we we had this like couple of beers and reflection going oh we gotta have a set of values like the marines um we need to have some values for our business and if we're talking to organizations about owning their own set of values and are they aligned to the people um their their employees their human beings we're like we've got to have a strong set ourselves and we were like putting all these words on the board like let's have that let's have that let's have that and then it, it was like a moment of clarity after so much like throwing shit at the wall. And we went, why don't we just use the values we've always been living by, which are the, the values of the Royal Marines, you know? They worked They're, they're just you. words. And so the, the values of the Royal Marines are our business's values because that's who we are. And that's okay. It doesn't that's, have to be yeah. something new plucked out of anywhere. You no. um, went to a football club and helped them with their values at one point too. Tell me about that. Um, yeah, we, well, we've been to a couple of clubs now in the sense of helping them underpin values and um, Michael Duff won't mind me saying it, that it was we began with Cheltenham and when we went to Cheltenham there was nothing on the walls there was no almost like subliminal encouragement for the guys which are walking through the, the changing room walking mm. down the corridor just to catch a glimpse of a few words and uh, we, we spent some time working with confidence and underpinning certain character attributes that could work on the pitch which we would use in combat or in training and then it, it almost dawned on us that These guys there's, there's there's more here that there's something basic missing and then mm-hmm. basics a very good word to use which i'll come on to shortly that um but but they were missing a set of values and we're like what what, what, what do you guys have as words for your club nothing mm-hmm. you know but we've got ego problems here we've got this here it's like well imagine if you could have the word humility and that your ego stops at the gate yeah and you police this with inside um let's have courage to do that extra 10 percent on the pitch that extra 50 percent in training uh and yeah we we, we kind of set some values with them didn't we and, and went away from that the important thing was it was values 
their values. Personal to them. Yeah. As Personal a club. to them as a club, mm. which they From came them. up with. Because ultimately, this is the thing which a lot of people uh, may may or may not understand. It's the values have to mean something to the person that's setting the values. You can't just pluck a word out of the air. Like right. it has to mean something. It needs to. Ha- you literally need to live and breathe by those values. But so that's what I was saying about going home and I don't treat my ch- children with commerciality. No. Mm. I, I treat them with integrity and I make decisions aligned to the values that we live by. Mm. Um, we we. We were at an organization not long ago, and I won't say who it is, but we were speaking to one of their members of staff. Um, I said, oh, what are your values? What do you think of the company values? And she was like, oh, they're bullshit. Yeah. And, but then she said, I don't really buy into values anyway. So I don't really care. Um, and she, she's a lovely girl, she, and she's really good at her job. And there was, a, there was a lacking in truth in that, or a lacking of understanding. When, we started, when I asked her, okay, all right, um, fair enough, everyone's entitled to their opinion but may i just ask what do you do at the weekend and she just it happened to be like um quite an extreme outdoor mountain biker like okay so what else do you do i'll go rock climb and do kayaking and all this type of stuff if i said to you the word adventure what would you think and i like her face lit up she's like oh oh, and just started going off on one about things she does i said what would you think if you walked into work and one of the words on the wall greeted you said adventure and she was like Oh, I'd feel bought in, and I—I don't know. I just and it, and it, well, she'd start her working day with her face lit up for a start. Exactly, that's big. Yeah, which is, and so it's organisations listening to their people and saying, "Look, we're going to do another round of values collection here." That doesn't mean take one head of department, bring them together, and go, "Let's find some words." It means you send out a generic questionnaire where people write down five words that they live by. You get gain all the data. And then you look at the mean average or like what the four. So is that what you did at Cheltenham? You pulled in everyone's values? The guys at Cheltenham, we we pulled it out of them and we said, and we got it down to four words. Right. And four is a good number. Great four number. is a great number. Four is a really good number. And, and I th- yeah. I think values is, everything is multifaceted, everything. Values are multifaceted as well. But one of the key parts of, of values is they need to trigger an emotion. Mm. they're like the starting gun for an emotion like you said she her face lit up right, right. yeah or it makes you exactly it needs to mean something on an emotional or... level to you and that's why it can't just be like you said earlier it's just these random collection of words and saying this is what we think our people feel like and this is what we as a company are gonna attempt to achieve and what difference did it make to Cheltenham did they feel it did they see um, well, they went from was. relegation, not just us, yeah. Yeah, not just but us. having something that underpinned the club more in as a character. And do you know what values really do? They set a standard yeah. mm. and they allow every person to have the moral courage within the group who have picked these words to go, you're not living by integrity. You're not living by courage. You're not doing that excellence outside yeah. outside the club. I think Mouse. Dave's joined us Dave's again. back. But, but the impact of that, and we know has been attributed to their success as they've gone from third, so pretty much sat on relegation, to now in playoffs with two games in hand, I think. Yeah, with in, in less than a year. Yeah, and their turnaround off the back of not just working with us. We're not going to say it's working with us. We're going to say we helped identify. Mm. They did the work. Yeah. So as soon as they turned this way of thinking you're into being something... Hum- you, uh, you're using humility right now, but you know, yeah. you're changing that set of values was a key part... Like At the, a turning point of the, their performance. You say humility. We honestly, 
every business knows their own problems. Mm -hmm. Every organization knows their own problems. So we don't go, oh, we went in there and fixed it. All you do is just change, pull them up, change the way they're facing, change the direction, change the perspective and go, have you thought about it like this? Because sometimes, like, you know, we, you, we use the analogy, we say like, yeah, you know, sometimes your head's in the ditch. Sometimes you need someone to drag you out of the mud, look over, top and look over the top and, and say, that's where you're going. Here's what you need to get there. Away you go. In society, day to day, hmm. who people who aren't part of the military don't get necessarily given their values. Where do we get them from? Because the first thing I can think of is your parents and your upbringing, religion. Um, religion, obviously, you know, it's a, that's a sore subject. Everyone kind of gets their backs up against religion or this, that, and the other. But essentially, we can kind of all agree there's a set of morals, literally, Ten Commandments. Mm. And, mm. Um, you know, that would be a set of values to someone. Uh, I, I, various different religions would have them. Where else? Where in society can we see you. values? You. What do you mean? You know when you're making a wrong decision that goes against your being. When you know <sighs> there are people out in the world which let's, we have to include everyone, but there are people out in the world whose brains think differently to us, where they are psychologically programmed to not think with clarity. And, and we won't go down a, a long winding road here, but there are people out there who, cr who commit... Um, crime in certain ways where you think what the fuck is wrong with you mm. let's let's stay to mainstream normality and and us as people you know when you need to make a decision mm. you know when you shouldn't be walking into burger king you know when you should tell the truth and this starts from an early age i think we can all um think back to when your mum says i won't be angry if you tell me mm. i'll be very angry if you don't tell me in your head you're going Oh, fuck, I should tell her. Mm, I'll tell her. She still bollocks you, though. Have you noticed that? <laughs> always still had a go. Yeah. My mum was like, I won't be angry. You yeah. fucking what? Um, so I suppose that does start to open our way up of thinking as as young people. That I, maybe that's integrity, honesty. But I think as adults, as not even adults, as teens, we know when we're making decisions that are wrong. You know, if, you, if you're going to go and knock on someone's door... I don't know what they call it. Knock, knock, ginger, cherry knocking and then run away. You know you shouldn't yeah, be doing and, it. And, and you know if you're given 100% at a given task in work, out of work, whatever it is, if you're working 100% at the gym or you're not, you're given 50%, you know you're given 50% and that's that difference where it goes, what am I doing here? And when you have that moment, recognise that moment and mm. have a feel of what that value is, whether it's honesty or... Yeah. It's having moral know. courage with yourself. Values values grows. I think you need to establish what your values are and then practice them. I'm going to go back to what you're talking about with parents, firstly, because I think, you know, one oh. real-life way of using this is yeah. as a parent, mm. you know, what values are you going to teach your kids and should you literally be writing that down and putting it on a wall at home? Because, uh, you know, we talk about football clubs doing it, but we can do that at home. I completely, I completely believe we should be doing that and I'm, I'm going to be integral and say we don't have our values written down at home but I know the values of the Royal Marines are incredible values and I always ask my children I, I don't have to teach them it I just mention it so at the weekend we went to clip and climb and I'm asking my son uh, my eldest to I, I'm asking him to point out on the wall where he wants to go and he's like oh, I'll go to the third line you know sort of trying to expel a bit of fear um 
By the way, Clip and Climb is a great place to do this as are well. Are climbing locations are available? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're not sponsored. <laughs> get someone to check their harness as well. Yeah. Um, but he gets to the third. All right. Could you go a little bit further? And he, he looks up and you can see him sweating and he's getting nervous. And then he just starts to climb a little bit more and gets halfway between three and four. The line's three and four. So I'm getting off now. And he comes back down. And it's not me going, that was courage. Well done. That's a value. But it's having that conversation with him to go, mate, did you see how far further you pushed yourself? You went from third almost to fourth. And he went, oh, yeah, I can do it again. I can do it again. And he flies up to fifth. Mm. And you just think, that's not me saying, that's courage, boy. Good effort. Up you go again. It's just empowering his way of thinking to say, oh, mate, you did really well there. And did you see it was safe? And so he knows, actually, I can have a bit more courage doing this because that courage then teaches him to push out of his comfort zone a little bit more. And from that, he's pushed through fear and he's learned and grown. Within seconds of being on the climbing wall, that he's more capable than he originally thought. So those values, in my head, I'm thinking, that's courage, that's courage, that's courage. How I word it and phrase it to my child is different, but I know he will pick up on the same signals. And I think... I think we could do more of this as parents. I'm not saying people don't do this as parents, but you know, I'm going to get hammered for this for school parents who are on my school run. But I literally look at people when they're smoking, walking to school mm. to the main gate and put the fag out right at the gate and then walk through the gate. And I kind of think that doesn't set the example that we should be setting to all our people. People smoke. That's fine. If you want to smoke, you smoke. But I don't want my child to see you smoking. And I'm sure there's a huge amount of people around here who don't want their children to see you smoking. So why can't we just have that self-discipline, which is a value, to go, I'm on the school run. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this. It is not a very nice habit. I can wait. I'll just leave it. Teach myself a new habit to not have to smoke on the school run. Set a good example for my children and other people on the school run and show to everyone else, do you know what? I'm taking it seriously. You don't have to have them pinned up on walls. You don't have to have them written down. All you're doing is displaying it as an action. And that is key to values as well, is setting examples. A parent, as a teacher, as a leader, as a boss, is not just telling people these values, not just putting them up on the wall within your organisation, but leading by them as well and actually acting by them. And I think I think the, the, the first part of that is recognising what my values are. You know, it's kind of like the genesis block of your philosophy on life in mm. effect it's going i don't wake up in the morning and go right i'm going to leave my life by excellence integrity self-discipline and humility um and then ch keep checking throughout the day like ben was saying you don't keep checking in again that was this and that was that it's it's something that you be that begins to go into your dna and but you that's start because you guys have had it literally drilled into Ex you exactly but for some people it could be beneficial to it start drilling to that the into first yourself. part yeah. it has to be the first part yeah. You know, that you have to go through that exercise. You have to go through that exercise. So how can someone start to find their values? How can you begin the work of choosing your values? You said it begins with you. So Reflect. when you feel bad, when you feel, oh, I shouldn't be doing that, you can start to recognize what that value is that you you're to, missing. Yeah, I think you need to reflect mm -hmm. upon certain things in your life where you go, what, what was that? What? What was I conducting? What was I displaying at that point? Mm -hmm. Oh, well, that was a lack of self-discipline. I or guess it, it could also go with inspiration. Like, what are you inspired by? Like, yeah. if there's something or someone who inspires you and they're, they inspire you because they're very courageous. Well, if you, if, 
if, then you could choose courage. If you're inspired by keeping secrets, then clearly integrity and honesty is not going to be one of your values. So you're not really likely to mm. hold to it. But um, I think establishing what you value, I, I think most people listening will be able to do it within a car journey. They'll, you know, even some of the words we've picked up on, most people will probably go, oh, yeah, no, that aligns to me, definitely. It's bringing awareness to it for a start. Yeah, but you, you, you wouldn't have to. You just go on Google, type in personal values, and it will come up with lists and lists of these words. And Read us some. Read us some. What are some core values? Because then if someone's listening and they hear a word that hits them, it's like, oh, I want that one. And I think I think it's really, just before we do that, is it's important to know that you don't have to get out of the end of this podcast and go, I have made four values. It would be nice though. One or two values yeah. is a really good start. One value is a really good start. Everything's a building block. You know, you don't just suddenly have a house built. You need to start the foundations. You need to start at the like next stage. Of write it. it down and put it in your wallet. Exactly. Or... You, you could pick a list out like integrity, excellence, service, growth, quality, family, innovation, faith, health, fitness, discipline, love, leadership, strength. That That's literally taken from Google. Mm. And they're, they're 10, 12 words where... Read me some more. Security, happiness, friendship, community, challenge, empathy, accountability, money, success, vision, humility, wellness, education, learning. It, go, it goes on. Yeah. And, and you could get a highlighter out and go, you could test yourself and go, all right, I need to pick 10. Yeah. And then get from 10 to five and then get four. And one's right sentence next to each one. Why? Well, integrity upholds everything I do within my life. Excellence helps me at least strive doesn't mean you're going to succeed at everything but it at least makes you strive it will help with decision making when yeah. you're unsure when you're confused go back to your values does it sit within that well there's I'm, I'm sure there's an abundance of people and i speak openly here that i am the same person that on a cold wintry night when you're training for a marathon or you're going from couch potato to 5k runner when the wind comes in howling and it's dark and it's mid-january you're going to sit there and look out the window, the heating on, and you can hear wife or husband cooking and you can hear the clunk of the red wine bottle around the kitchen and go, ah, oh, fuck this. <laughs> I ain't going out tonight. I did a run last night. It's okay. But that's not on your program. Your program says you need to do a 20 minute brisk jog tonight. Yeah, I'll do it tomorrow. But tomorrow says this. And so it's getting, it's that decision making to go, oh, my irrational thinking right now is saying stay here and glug the wine and eat the spaghetti. But fucking hell, can you imagine going out the door, running in the rain, getting cold for about two minutes, then warming up and going, oh my, start to get into it, endorphins pump, you get all that cool kicks, the pleasure chemicals, you come back in sweaty, exercised and feeling good because you've actually lived by what you set yourself that's, and then you can enjoy the red wine. That's short-term feelings versus values, right? Exactly. So when you're feeling in that moment that I want to eat that kick, but remembering the value was self-discipline. That's yeah, that helps underpin that and avoid that. But that strengthens the mind as well. We talk about mindset a lot, mm. and the va that value there of going self discipline. Ah, oh, I know it's rainy. I'm going out, and you mm. go out and you do your twenty minute run, and you come back in. The next day, you're going to be feeling pretty good in the head, going, "Oh, yesterday was shit. Today's sunny somehow." And you stick to those values repeatedly. You then got an identity, right? You yeah. turn around and go, "Yeah, I am self-disciplined." Yeah, but I hope you make decisions when you're dry, warm, and you're doing something in work. Mm. You know, I, I went out in the rain the other day, and I proved my self-discipline. So now I need to speak to this colleague who we need to have this quite robust conversation with. Mm. You know, it's it's all about mindset. 
And that the values help strengthen your yeah. mindset. And I, th- and I think it's important we zoom out and look at the wider vista. The small dis- the small values, choice in values then, they actually grow so that when you become, when you get to a point maybe, I don't know, in a business context and you're like, I need the integrity to make the choice here. Because I've worked on myself, because I've done now four weeks of going out in the rain or whatever it might be, I'm now stronger as a person to make that integrity shout. It grows. Everything matters, just not equally, but everything does matter. Only Tomo can get away with saying wider vista. How much of a dick would we have looked if I said... Again. With er- a wider vista. <laughs> Every time in the car. I've heard it all before. How are you like, what? How You're did welcome. he just pull that off? Wider uh, vista? Yeah, we would have sounded like arseholes. If we <laughs> yeah, so uh, the wider vista. It doesn't work. I don't well know done. how you measure. Well, well done. done. Congrats. Yeah, that's a good... Well done. Um, at least you brought something to this podcast. Um, I did knock my mic then as well. (laughs) I, when you, and I'm allowed to mention it, you're not, when you wrote about the importance of values in your book, I, um, sat down and did the exercises that your book has. And I thought to myself, gosh, I really love how in England people have like coats of arms for their name Mm -hmm. that represents things. And in Brazil, my family in Brazil is Machado, which is the, means axe. It's like, comes from the original axe tribe and stuff. And I was like, oh, that means so much to me, like the culture of my family and, and um, keeping that Brazilian culture despite being in England and living here. And that meant so much to me. And I thought to myself, hey, I can make myself a modern day coat of arms, like an image, a picture. And it'd be so cool to have in my house that has a representation of who my family are, who I am, what my um, values are and have that as a big picture on the wall. And that reminds me every day. So it's not you know, a set of written words, which feels a little corporate to me personally, but an image yeah. that has, you know, that's a Brazilian flag, an England flag. Yeah, that's the tattoo, right? Essentially. The well, I bet that. people are sitting here listening to this podcast going, oh, I didn't know what my values are. And if they looked at their own body, which might have some tattoos and go, oh, I've actually got one written on my arm. Right. You know, like well, I bet there's values already there. Working with um, England, when Gareth bought the, the team, the squad down, sorry. To Gareth Southgate's Gareth. just name dropping. The, uh, yeah, well, mm-hmm. I'm going to... Yeah. When I worked with England for the Russia World Cup. Yeah, yeah, go, go. You know, big G. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> GS, that's what they call When the gaffer brought them down, um, I, I won't say what the three values were. Why not? It's, it's Private. they've asked us not to say oh, it. Oh, okay, fair enough. But um, eat one value per line. So, lion... Oh. on the shirt so three lines oh, three sick. values yes and they were very human values nice. so the lads didn't need to be oh what are those words again mm-hmm. it was a case of remember what you wear upon your chest yes remember what you wear on your heart those three values what do those uh those three lines what do those three lines represent and it's this yeah. constant reminder and like it makes us accountable for things the globe and laurel, the dagger, the green beret. That globe and laurel, I'm pointing to a globe and laurel, basically. Royal Marines globe and laurel. You know, each of these things are, there's basically three or four part, four parts of the globe and laurel. The world, the laurel, the crown and the lion. And some of them are battle honours. Uh-huh. Uh, and the, the globe, it represents um, everywhere which fought around the world. And the crown is for queen and country and all these types of things. But what it represents is that people were living by the values that we were issued today 
300 years ago. Mm. So it links it back to something. These values link it's historic. back. Right? Yeah. Going back to your adage of the coat of arms, people mm-hmm. used to fight and die under the coat of arms in clans between Scotland, England, Wales, whatever it might have been. But it's because they believed in something. They That's why in, 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 in history, they had bannermen to constantly remind... What's a bannerman? Bannerman is literally the person holding the banner. Ah, uh-huh. that's that's all, that's their job. They don't have a sword and anything like that. They just held the banner to remind the people who they were on their team, on their side, who they were fighting for. You look at that visual reminder, bang! I look at my arm, I've got a visual reminder, bang! I you know, look at my flashes, I've got a visual reminder, bang! You need a visual reminder of the values that you set for yourself. I'm going to take this super like right, left field, right field. <laughs> you go whatever field you want. In go Brazil, in. you're going to love this at carnival. You know, carnival is like an epic competition, right? Every samba school competes against each other. Did not know that. Yes, it's a competition. You get points and it's a big enlightened. deal. And if you win, like it's a big deal. Um, if you win, you you like win a ton of money for your next year's um, carnival. And then you're more likely to win again because you got a boost, right? Um, and there are hundreds of drummers um, that lead the carnival, right? And they drum to the beat of the song and they keep everything because it's all like live, right? Um, and they keep the, the drummers keep going. And it's two and a half hours, generally, the Sambodromo trail. So you are drumming nonstop two and a half hours. Oh, what trail? Sambodromo. Right, before we move on, we have to work out how to say that. Sambodromo. <laughs> well, what did you say? Your vista. Something's vista earlier. Sambodromo, which is Sambodromo. Yeah. Sambodromo. Good half you know foreign gringo attempt um so you're drumming for a very long time and it's high energy high pace right at the front the first person at the carnival to go like right at the front is the um which is the queen Mm. of your samba thing so the the drumming queen is what they'd call it right and it's generally the most beautiful girl from the area the best dancer and the chick with the best ass mm. why because she's in front of the drummers shaking her ass <laughs> to keep the drummers remembering how fun and awesome and wonderful and keep the beat so for the brazilian drummers at some other one who drop who drum for like two and a half hours it's a half naked chick in front of you dancing to keep you going yeah yeah i'd like I to go to brazil go with, yeah. um, <laughs> but just to clarify that obviously my wife will be listening to this is because of all the drummers not because of the, the value thing. that's held in I front think, of the drummers yeah, it's all about but you the know values. what i mean like it, it does link right I, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I think it's very important it's that we up. understand all types of different countries way of learning values and how absolutely. they so obviously you we need, need to go yeah we, the, the I, next I like series to, will yes. be in brazil i like to leave drumming a diverse and cultured life yeah um but no it's it is it's you know, we're, exactly. I, I say it again, we're visual animals. We have to see things to remind us of something. Yeah. And it's not just words on the board. And it's what we do with the clubs and, and businesses now as well is don't just have the set of words on the wall, but have the words next to your emblem, your symbol, your company brand logo. Your, your, your inspiration because yeah. that's what the chick is for them it's like exactly. she's usually the most energetic and the biggest dancing and it's like well she's still going yeah so I'll yeah. you going and but a big thing about values as well and I think we're, we're speaking to everyone within organisations is now is that the leadership you know um, even if you're in charge of just one or two people you need to be your own flag bearer of the values of the company you know you need to be that chick out front who's dancing away with her ass out <laughs> within your own business um, because it's imperative within every organization that if you're going to ex- 
expect younger people within that organization to own the standard then you have to live by that standard as well you know if you're the boss the ceo the exec whatever do you really go home and again live your life with commerciality probably not so how can you expect your people to so it's, it's finding things like that and we did check commerciality is actually a word well, you didn't need to highlight that, really, did yeah, you? Well, Everyone's gone, good word, person. and now you're thinking they've gone off air. I they've had to check because they think they're stupid. No, some of them might have gone, mm, reality isn't a word, and you've just proved them wrong. Yeah, well, within our vista. Um, <laughs> we, but um, but it is that. and then, But then equally, you know, not just speaking to organisations, but speaking to people one-on-one is, where are you making your decisions? How do you, you, you speak to a lot of people and they go, oh, do you know what? I just can't lose weight. Or... I'm just struggling to do this in the gym or, or I just can't save or this or that. And you're like, okay, are your values aligned to what you're trying to achieve? And we're going to talk about goal setting on another occasion, yeah. but do your values truly underpin what you're trying to achieve? And you might be failing because your values aren't there. Yeah, like because it would you, help you if you had Because the inspiration or the goal you've picked might not, you actually are doing it for the wrong reasons or mm. it's because someone else is doing it. So then you know deep down your values drive what you want to achieve and you're thinking, oh, I want to go and climb Everest, but I don't really like mountaineering and I can't really ask to get cold. But then your values and the actual goal you've set yourself are completely unaligned. However, you know, flip, well, not even flip side to that. I think you don't even need to elaborate more on that. It's, it's are your values underpinning what you are yeah. setting yourself? Because really they're not. Easy way to like, you know, visual representation is you don't build a house if you do not have foundations, you cannot just randomly start going and li- lying down some bricks. Which and I tried to do with my shed at home, by the way, and the builder had a go at me. Does it fall down? Uh, no, he, he it nearly fall completely down? emasculated. He did it for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but maybe that's why things that people are doing exactly. when they're out there they laying bricks the ha- isn't the working outside. and they don't get why exactly. or they're feeling a fragility. It's like you look at a house and you go, wow, that house is built. It's mm. got windows, it's got doors, it's got a roof, but actually it's got no foundations. You push that a little bit. Yeah. There's no stability in that house. The wind will blow it over. Your values will give you stability. 100%. Have we got some homework this week, Ben? Oh, yeah. We've always got homework on this podcast. You remember in you podcast might, number one? Can you not one, say it like that? Oi. You say it normally. We've always got... But <laughs> yeah. No, no. That's fine how I said it the first time around. Mm. Um, Remember yeah, in always podcast when I told people to get a notebook. Did you buy your notepad? Get Clearly your you don't value notepad. what Layla said. <laughs> yeah, get your goddamn notepad. Get it out. Should we read what it says on the front of Layla's notepad? Let's not do that yet. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Let's not do that yet. But what it's really it important, though, when you do have your notepad, it is a nice one. Get a nice notepad because you want to be excited to write in it. Yeah, you want to feel You're good saying that because your value is excellence. Mm. Uh, yeah. I like it. Mm. But... Um, this week's homework is do the go 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 go. Okay, we'll ask Tomo the same question. Ben switched off. Ben's just no, batteries I- run out. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say go away, Google personal values and right. pick out a big list. Get thirty forty words written down and go through them thirty forty words and pick out. Four words that align to where you're going. Shortlist this stuff. You know when Ben read some out earlier on as well. Just like rewind to that bit and see which one makes your heart beat faster. Which one got you excited? Which one you know made sense to you? In fact, we can put some more at the end. And you can read them in a sexy voice. And like we said earlier, it's it's, it's that trigger for the emotion. Yeah. Which it's one like, made you eyes light up? Which yeah. you just said a heartbeat, bang! It has to be emotion. You can test it now. So Before if you're you listening. Oh yeah. Okay. You're gonna you're just read them all now. Which of these words? And you too here as well. Later, uh-huh. we've not asked your values yet. What words make you go, hmm, that aligns to what I do? Okay. 
Go. Curiosity. Belonging. Freedom. Loyalty. Stability. Exploration. Adventure. Choice. Control. Justice. Modesty. Respect. Honor. Drive. Every single person listening will be able to. Dude, how do you cut them down if you like them all? How do you break them down? Well, I think it's. Because I'm like eight of them. That's an individual thing, though. Well, the Royal Marines, we have eight. Yeah, that's true. We have eight. If you're happy to live by 10 values and you know they're aligned to what you do and you can name them off the top of your head and that they're ingrained in you, then fine, have 10, have 100. But let's start basic. Don't have 100. (laughs) Don't have 100. But let's start basic. Just go with four. And be strong enough to pick out those four as well. Go for it. See Thank what happens. You. Thank you for listening. We somehow have discussed... Uh, well, you've got 25 press-ups to do again. Mm. Um, we've somehow managed to relate values to uh, a form of interrogation and women's Tactical butts in Brazil. Tactical questioning and women's asses in Brazil. So thanks for listening to Commando Mindset. This is Ben doing another 25 press-ups. Five. <laughs>